0: Maybe you should go and do some cards of play.
1: I'm the best bet and I'm rapping to your pool side here to find true love one man. From Hi, this is Rachel
0: McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy.
1: And this is Rose Buddies, and welcome to Hometowns.
0: We'd like you to meet our dad, Spencer. Hey, what's up? My name is Spencer.
1: We should really talk about the bits you're going to do.
0: <laughs> this is our mom. Her name is Megan Griffin. I can only do one voice. I'm talking <laughs> about myself in third person because Corn's family has ruined me. Who boy? What an episode of The Bachelor, the television ha- show for ABC.
1: I have talked about for years mm. that I love hometowns.
0: Mm-hmm. You said you say I love hometowns as much as I love our dad, Spencer. Yes what's your favorite thing about spencer our dad
1: is big bushy ear hair
0: yeah it's crazy um I call him broccoli broccoli head because it just looks like he's just sprouting it out sprouting out god i love you spencer dad
1: um but i feel like i have been let down in mm. years past from hometowns
0: because of how bad and shitty they are
1: they're usually very disappointing but and this- boring
0: and bad and shitty
1: this season.
0: This may have been the best episode of The Bachelor I've ever seen. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, <laughs> well, I don't want to tell tales out of school, and um, part of it was I have drank a, a bottle of Le Fin du Mans again, and just getting that good Belgian kindness flowing through my veins. A lot of it was, I think this episode needs an executive producer credit for Ariel, um your your very good friend and uh, my friend
1: and fellow rose buddy ariel
0: rose buddy ariel who's uh, in town visiting made us dinner made us dinner and is keeping an eye on henry so we can record thank you ariel so much and i feel like i could really let my hair down and just soak in this fucking excellent excellent episode of the bachelor where all four dates were pretty fucking good
1: they were. Like, each of them brought us closer to the women and made me respect each of them more. Yeah. Like, that has never happened.
0: It made me realize just how much, like, storytelling has been done through, like, the edit this season and how, like, un- unfair I think it was in a lot of cases. Especially, like, I don't know, like, Corn's date was, like, cute and sweet and it became kind of evident that she's just kind of like a... Like a a very young person who, like, I don't think is evil. Like, this show is trying to make us believe, and it's just kind of like a. I
1: mean, probably a little shallow. Maybe a little
0: shallow, but like fucking. But generous. Yeah, and that's describing 94% of the people that have ever been on this show. So, like, it's an unfair characterization. But man, what a fucking good episode, y'all. Yeah. Good for Nick, too. Like, it was, it was, I I feel invested in this season, and it won me back. Like, I feel like I've been, like, pretty overtly negative about this season the last few episodes. And this one is like, I'm fucking on board. Yeah. I don't know about that twist, though. They tried to twist it on me there at the end. Yeah,
1: there's, there's, of course, a cliffhanger, because now there's always a cliffhanger. And and this week's cliffhanger is just, um,
0: I'm into it, man.
1: But Do you think it's really going to turn into anything? Absol-
0: absolutely not. No, it'll be dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. They'll, it'll be like
1: two minutes. Oh,
0: they'll deal with it before the first commercial break, but still. <laughs> um,
1: Let's let's get into it. Let's get the fuck into it then. Uh, first hometown goes, oh, actually, before we even do hometowns, we have to resolve last week's shitty cliffhanger, which was- I don't even remember. Oh, my God. Nick sent Christina home. Could another woman be going home, too? It, it,
0: this was really frustrating, because it's literally the exact same shit that they did last last week. During last week's episode, there was the beginning cliffhanger of, what if he just quits the show? Yeah. And I was, what if he just sends one or more additional women home before hometowns? And it's like, he's not. Not for hometowns, because what are they going to do? Go to f- spend a fucking hour in Hoxie and an hour in Miami? No.
1: The poor the poor women you can tell have been coached to sit around and talk about this because you can tell they have nothing left to say. Because Corinne's like, Yeah, I mean he's just unpredictable. We don't know for sure. And Rachel's He's not
0: unpredictable, he's hyper predictable. And like,
1: Rachel's like, Well, but usually there's four women, but I guess maybe there would potentially be less women that could do hometowns. And Corinne's like, I'm just so nervous. And all the women are like, yeah, me too. Who knows what he's going to do? And they're just waiting for Nick to show up, which he does. And then again, doesn't send
0: any of them home? Fucking of course not.
1: Brings four roses, lets Raven, who already has a rose, accept a rose again. And and it does make the point, because some of you in the Facebook group, and it's true, said if he skips the rose ceremony, then these women don't get a chance to accept yeah, the, the opportunity to be there. there was an
0: emphasis on like consent in a really interesting way that was like, it's hometowns. Like, if I didn't give you roses, I would be inviting myself to your fucking yeah. like family barbecue.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so he really stressed like it is important for so much so that he gave one to Raven. He offered one to Raven. Raven already Although, had a rose. You
1: know what I just thought about? What huh. if he showed up at their house with three roses Raven doesn't have her rose on her. And suddenly it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, for him to stress, like, it's important for me to, like, be given consent to come to your hometown. Well, I mean, but she already did accept one for the group date. And no, so she I'm knew saying visually it's were. weird. Visually yeah, it's so. weird if he shows he says, up. He with says, three. Raven, I've already given you a rose. But, like, it's been a couple of days and I know things can change really quickly. So I still wanted to offer you one. I thought it was a nice moment. Like, it was a nice, like, sort of.
1: I think it was more about optics of, like, I'm physically going to come here. It's not a rose ceremony. So you won't be holding a rose and I don't want you to feel left out.
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: But yeah, either way, they all get roses, and then they all disperse to their individual hometowns.
0: Yes. So first up, Hoxie, uh, Alabama, Arla, Kansas. I just sort of merged a bunch of uh, a, a starting southern states together because I wasn't sure which one were. were. It
1: is Arkansas.
0: Excellent, excellent.
1: Uh, with Raven. And um, Raven and Nick start out their date on a Mm, four-wheeler and um is i was going to ask you because i don't have a lot of familiarity Mm -hmm. is a four-wheeler and And an an atv ATV the same same thing thing.
0: um i think it's if you were to draw a venn diagram i think this is
1: like a square is a rectangle rectangle. right i
0: think atvs are four-wheelers but not 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 all four two four-wheelers are atvs okay because i think like um, ATVs are somewhat lighter of a of a four wheeler in the four wheeler family, but there can be like big ass heavy four wheelers that have like um, cargo space and shit like that. Um, that can be used more as like tr- 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 cargo cargo based vehicles um, that you would use on a farm. These were heavy boys because the light ones are dangerous as fuck. You'll flip an ATV over on you, and that's it. That's the ball game. And they couldn't have. They were doing some stunting. In these four-wheelers. Yeah.
1: But, we, I mean, we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. These were not, like, motocross. Motocross is, like, a... I think those are ATVs. And they're, like, light. Does that make sense?
1: I'm sure if you're not correct, we will hear about it. <laughs>
0: Probably. Somebody's <laughs> like, I'm actually an ATV salesman. And what you've just said was the most <laughs> offensive thing I've ever heard.
1: Uh, so they get on their ATV, and they go to a... What looks like a large silo. It's a grain bin. mm and Raven, it's kind of a weird setup, but you just kinda of take it I mean, she seems so believable in everything she says, so she's like, Oh, everybody here goes to the grain bins and you go and the the But gra- you have
0: something important to talk about, you go to the grain bins. The, the grain, grain do it. bins
1: hold a lot of secrets here. And they start walking up the stairs and you're just, I mean, I was like, yeah, of course you go to the grain bins. I had like, I didn't even question it. I thought
0: they were going to fucking climb into a grain bin and there'd be some like fucking Carcosa, <laughs> <laughs> true detective, like shit happening in the grain <laughs> bin, like a secret, like
1: castle inside. Um, and they don't get in there yet because the police show up. Which I mean, right away, it's like, well, this seems staged. And and the officer gets out and says, neither of you have any ID on you, uh, and they don't because they were on a. four... Nick makes some case like, oh, we were going to get on this four wheeler, so I didn't want to carry my wallet. I don't.
0: know. It, it was, I think it tracks. You don't want to. You don't want to hit a, like a cool ramp and then all of a sudden your your identification's gone somewhere and a you know a, a your a wallet frog eats bursts it.
1: from your tight pants. Yeah. Um, and, and then the officer is like, well, this, this one here has been giving me trouble for years. And Nick looks at Raven and is like, do you know her? And turns out the officer is her brother. Prank.
0: Prank got him. I called this by the way. Like, as soon as the cop showed up, I was like, oh, it's her brother. Um, (laughs) and it was a good prank. Can I say this? The brother... It's fucking, like, sold, like, he sold ex, it, like yeah. excellent, like, Weston is his Westin, name. Weston. The technical Emmy goes to Weston for his, well, it wouldn't be a technical Emmy, would it? No. Unless he did some, so, you know, did some... Did he
1: do some Foley work? Yes, yeah,
0: some, he was <laughs> the best boy. He was the best boy of he this day He was date. the best boy. The best boy, Weston. Um, it was, it was fun. It was cute. All oh, these dates were so
1: cute. Yeah. Um, it was a real aw shucks moment. It was a real aw shucks moment. Although I
0: did want them to climb in a fucking grain. Bin. Yeah, we
1: never got to see them go in there. I thought they might
0: jump in and like, would you just sink into the grain? I think I'd freak out. Like if if Raven or, was like,
1: or would they go against the grain? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> it's
0: hot. That was a that was a challenging one. It was very good. Thank you. Um, that was cute. It's a cute date. They yeah, seems they seem really cute together. Like, I I think one of the most striking things about this hometowns episode is like all four of them seem like really good, mm-hmm. and it's just well, I, I, that may seem like obvious, but it's like this show also is not good at like balancing the screen time that all of the the uh like candidates get and mm-hmm. so like vanessa for instance like everybody was so cool on vanessa the whole like time we were watching the episode i was in the the rose buddies like live threads and everybody was like oh vanessa she's so boring And it's like guys remember like on episodes where she got to go on dates it was actually like everybody was very 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 team vanessa it's just she doesn't get screen time for a while because it focuses on other stuff and so on hometowns it's like oh no all of these women are like all of these relationships are pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Vanessa, I I was reminding myself earlier. Vanessa was the one who, when Corinne got the bouncy castle, was like, "Hey, Nick, like this looks trashy, and I don't want a piece of it." And, yeah. And I thought, like, good for you, speaking your mind.
0: I think of all of the contestants remaining, she is the most. And I know this. People bristle at this um, um, terminology, and I hope you don't take it as like. Um, uh, misogynistic or whatever. Like, it's just like a convenient shorthand for archetypes that the show uses, but the wifey, right? Yeah. Um, by which I guess I, I just mean like the, um, the pure hearted yeah. winner of the show. I think, th- I think there's like a, a assumption that they will just be like very, very, um, boring. Just like
1: the Disney princess. Disney princess
0: is a really good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that ain't it. That ain't true. Yeah. Um,
1: no, yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa's a, a rich figure.
0: Yeah. A um, rich figure? I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like, like rich in the depth yeah, I mean, sense. Yeah,
0: USA, we got character. It's just like.
1: <laughs> but then once it came out, it just sounded like I was saying she was wealthy like Corinne is. Yeah. Or that she was like a buxom. She's rich in character. Like a buxom woman. Mm-hmm. And I was saying rich figure is a nice way. To... <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know why I picked that.
0: Well, I hope she hears this. And <laughs> a nice little feather in her. Ca- I I am a rich figure. <laughs>
1: um. Okay. So now they get on separate ATVs oh. and they start they start mudding. They start
0: fucking. First of all, I'm serious. Like when I was growing up in West Virginia and I, I in, in in Huntington, I this isn't like a um. I don't. The last thing I ever want to do on any like podcast or anything I do is like reinforce negative stereotypes. But like. You heard about people flipping over ATVs and dying because they were, like, dangerous as fuck. They're huge, super, super heavy machines that, like, will topple all on top and of you. They can go
1: super fast, They go right? super fast. So
0: that's the thing. Like, Nick was like, I've never been on one of these before. And then you start fucking pod racing on them. And it's like, buddy, calm down. Yeah. You need to slow the fuck down. This is dangerous.
1: Yeah. Um, so they're they're kind of racing each other and then they both get on the same one and they just get wet and wild they
0: get wet and wild and the the whole time oh. Ra- Rachel and Ariel are just like the faces y'all is so there's so much concern I, there's there's a lot of things to be concerned about while watching this show but you all were like concerned about hookworm in like a very yeah. real very severe way yeah Um,
1: I I I enjoyed watching the comments in the Facebook group because everybody—I mean, it's swampy standing water. Yes. And they are just—they are lathering up in it. At a certain point, they get off their ATVs, and Mm. they literally roll around in standing water.
0: They literally roll around. They, like, get on (laughs) top of each other and start— just fucking making out, just full-blown. And just they're, like,
1: splashing each other and rubbing each other's hair And in just it.
0: grinding and just full-blown shrek it right there in my swamp.
1: <laughs> Griffin pointed out it gets kind of Harlequin because Nick takes his shirt off and they're, like, mounting each other. I, mean, I said
0: Harlequin, but Harlequin in visual. Because I'm sure if I was there, the scent would not be Harlequin. Yeah. The scent would be just full-blown, standing dookie water. And
1: all of this to say, like, I- I'm a city mouse, you know? So for me, I see this... this. not bother me so much. Yeah, Griffin's a country mouse.
0: There's a difference between... Mu- okay, okay, I- I've been mudding. I've played around in an ATV in the mud. Not often, but, like, we... Like, uh, we went to church with a family that had a farm, and so, like, we would go mudding on their farm. This is the most Southern Baptist shit you've ever heard in your whole <laughs> life. But we would. But it would be, like, um, dirt that got wet. That ain't this. <laughs> Not swamp. This is fucking swamp. Yeah. This is swamp. There's mosquitoes everywhere in this place, and you're macking in there. It ain't good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, wasn't the end of their date either. They had, like, an evening ahead of them. So I don't know how they got cleaned up enough to go on with the day.
0: But. I think Raven knew. I think Raven knew that he was going to go on three other dates. And so she wanted this permanent the stank on Shrek stank just all over him. <laughs>
1: um. So Raven's date, and we know is, is going to be pretty emotional, but it is even extra emotional. So as we remember from last episode, I think it was, um, her dad is a lung cancer survivor and she's really excited to bring Nick home because one, this is only the second guy she's ever brought home. And two, like she wasn't sure her dad was going to be around for her to ever do this again with a guy. Uh, so they show up. And her mom and dad and brother are there, and um, it it just like oh he had just gotten some results back yeah, and, and then the they family share. like pitches
0: it to her and like kind of a, like we got some big news while you were gone, and it's like you need to just say it because yeah. this is like a lot, and they announced that he had had a scan and he was cancer free and it got y'all it was i was like tearing up like raven it was raven is so, crying
1: nick is crying like nick ev-
0: wasn't crying so much i saw a lot of people in the i saw a lot of people in the comments like saying like wow nick's being really awkward right now and like y'all <laughs> do you need to i'm serious like be critical of him like when he fucks up for real take a fucking second and put yourself in his fucking shoes for yeah. a second yeah, hi true. what's up family i've never met before Oh, you just found out that you're not going to die from cancer? Um, Cool. Well, I don't know how to react to that. I'm very happy for you, but I don't know how to react to that, news. No, that's
1: true. I did think it was weird when he clapped. But that's just because I'm not... Well, no, I would... I'm not a clapper. Like, I'm a
0: clapper. I'm absolutely a clapper. And so, like, I would be so overjoyed for that person that 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 might be how it manifests. But, like, really think about, in your mind, how it would manifest for you. And then maybe take a fucking second and think about how to, like, judge Nick. that's true. Nick has done some gooberish shit. And I will be the first one to, like, jump on him for that. But I feel like a few times now, like, he has been thrown into, like, a... Like, a, a situation that is sort of beyond your average comprehension. And I think yeah. we need to be just a little bit more patient with the boy for, for when he gets in, in those in those entanglements.
1: That's fair. But then
0: like, oh man. And then Raven just has like a private like conversation with her dad and I'm just losing it, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they talk a lot about how they were worried that she wouldn't have somebody to walk her down the aisle when she got married.
0: Should, that her brother or her uncle would have to walk her down the aisle and then uh. she said... Nobody's gonna walk me down the aisle if it's not you. I'm walking down alone, and it's like, uh, just like, uh, it's so, lot. it's a lot. It's, it's a so lot. fucking sweet, and it is like heartbreaking and real, and it, miraculously not in a way that felt like. Um no, like exploitative yeah. of this family's like
1: no, we're turmoil just like, that they've yeah. gone through. I feel like all the families we like saw them as they were. Yeah, there was no so weird like Jojo's brothers like posturing. Like That's I'm, a good gonna, point. They're I'm almost, gonna be a famous person.
0: Almost always is. Yeah. If not posturing like some level of like, well, they're just like stepping up to be a fucking dick. Like, yeah, like um
1: I'm gonna be the overprotective brother. Like
0: Jade's brother, uh, who like lost this the season for her. Yeah. Um yeah, or Dez's brother, or Dez, no, uh, oh, who was it? It
1: was Dez's brother. Dez's
0: brother was Dez had an awful brother. Wasn't very cool, but there was-
1: Oh, are you thinking of, um- Who was the girl- The sister?
0: Who was the girl Claire's that, sister? Claire's sister was also not super, super into it.
1: Yeah. Like people that are just like almost like Jerry Springer, like Casey
0: B's brother. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Like, was like I'm going to throw a yes.
1: huge over the top fit that's going to make good television. Yeah, there wasn't any of that. No. It was.
0: It all felt like super super legit this week.
1: Um, and and Raven has a nice conversation with her mom where she kind of admits, like, I thought Nick would be really arrogant, but I got to see him with his little sister. And things feel really different with him than they did with my ex. And I've been really guarded. Um, but I feel like this has been different. And the mom says a really kind of a nice thing to the camera says, you know, of course, I'm worried about her. Um, but you you have to put your heart out there. And Raven really hasn't been doing that. So I'm kind of encouraged, you know, that she's doing that with Nick.
0: Um, and her dad has a conversation with Nick and basically says, like, uh, Nick does ask for permission. Nick asks um, everybody for for uh, permission to propose. To propose. Um, and her father says, like, if Raven is, like, into you, then I have to trust her judgment. And so, like, if Raven says yes, then I say yes. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice interaction.
1: Well, and yeah, and I noticed the one thing Nick... Nick is using language like if we decide to get engaged Mm -hmm. and and she is, you know, excited to do that. Is that something you could support? Yeah. You know, so like using language that suggests like this isn't just my call. Yeah. Which is good.
0: Um, I thought it was a really good date. But then Raven, who's been talking this whole time about how she wants to tell Nick, this is my chance to tell him I'm in love with him. When it comes down to it, she does not close the deal.
1: Yeah, I know. It's one of those things that happens a lot on hometowns where it's like, now's the last chance I need to tell him because what if the other women are saying it and she she just can't do it. She said that she has a hard time showing weakness and this is like a way that she couldn't bring herself to do it. Yeah. Uh, So now it's on to Dallas for Rachel's hometown. So this is the week we think... Rachel probably goes home.
0: Right, so... Um,
1: because she's been uh, announced as the Bachelorette. Yeah, sorry,
0: we're going to stop with the spoiler warnings because it's like... Is everywhere. In the fucking national news now, Rachel is going to be the next Bachelorette. If you skipped our our spoiler warning last episode, uh, we're fucking overjoyed about it. And
1: they were kind of setting us up like something crazy is going to happen this yeah, week. Yeah, so on
0: the Jimmy Kimmel after show, he specifically says so. I guess hometowns don't go so great, and I think she like confirms that yes, the hometowns do not go so great.
1: Well, and it's kind of anticlimactic, and I'm guessing something came up last minute. Because for weeks now, they've been setting up this, like, her dad's a federal judge. Yeah. What does he want to be called? How intense is it going to be when Nick meets him? And then Nick gets to Dallas, and immediately we find out her dad's he's not going to be, be able not going to be showing up because be of there.
0: work-related things. And yeah, because he's a federal judge. Yeah, I mean, probably, but also, like, I,
1: I He doesn't know. want to be maybe, on this TV show. Yeah, he's show. a fucking federal
0: judge. Like, maybe you don't want to be on the TV show
1: uh so here's so they meet in like a park as a lot of people do and rachel doesn't tell him where he's going but says you're dressed appropriately and then tells us the viewer i hope he's got his rhythm together and he's ready to snap clap and stomp
0: y'all we're gonna go to church
1: yes and not just any church
0: we're going to go to Rachel's church. It is a predominantly black church. Yes, um, which uh, the show Nick and Rachel are all very quick to sort of um, point out. Um, and
1: it's a Texas-sized church. It is
0: a super church. It is a very very big church. Yes, um, Nick, I would I think it is hmm, I think it is fair to say that Nick looks a bit uncomfortable um, beginning beginning his experience um
1: Nick in a very understated way says this is a little bit different than my church.
0: Yes. Uh I actually cackle at that line because it just mostly because of the way that he said it and it, it I don't know necessarily that it was made um any easier in onboarding by the fact that the pastor recognized that uh, Nick was in the audience and that it they It was were, very
1: welcoming. It was
0: very welcoming, yes. Oh, yeah, I, we're, but we're,
1: definitely asked him in front of the whole congregation, uh, have you been in this space before?
0: And Nick's like, not in this space. No, not, not in this <laughs> particular space. Um, everything about this, everything about this, uh, this, this date of, of him being taken to Rachel's church and like, um, to be honest, like the whole date- was very much about uh, interracial couples and like yeah. the ramifications of um, Nick dating a black woman and Rachel dating a white man. And it was, a, we gave them, a credit where credit's due, like we gave, I gave them shit. Like I was like, oh, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them to handle um, something like this. Because like sh- straight up and um, th- it, this is something that like I think I'm inherently like uh, cautious to talk about because I'm, I'm, I'm worried that like me, uh, like white dude, is not going to like necessarily know the best way to approach discussing it. But I feel pretty confident in saying like this show has at at best, um, like if we're if we're being the most generous to the show, like has historically pretended that race doesn't exist, right? Like I I I think like when a um, when, like, the last person of color is sent home from a season, it is never, like, even discussed that, well, there there goes the last person of color from this season, and now it's down to, like, the final nine white people. But
1: are you forgetting when Ben Higgins said, quote, I ain't that white? Baby, you know I'll never
0: forget that for the rest <laughs> of my life. And I'm not, I don't, I don't, I've, uh, we've talked about stuff like this in the past, and I have, um, I don't want to erase, like, um, Kyla, uh, or or Juan Pablo, um, who who were or JoJo um, or JoJo, who was, I, I think half Iranian. Yeah. Um. But I I, I I think there's I think there's something to be said, and this is something that like um we we're gonna have to like learn how yeah, to talk season. about confidently next season because like I really want to make sure that we do a really good job d- discussing this um the d- d- discussing the ramifications of having a like uh, a, a black lead in one of these shows. Um, is, is this idea that I really, I really feel like this show for the most part, um, airs on the side of caution, I want to say, and just like pretending that it's just like doesn't, doesn't exist is just not, is not a thing. Um, and so it was, uh, it was surprising, I think, to see this date just be like every scene, every conversation was about, Uh, This And I think that, I don't know if you can chalk this up to the show or the people who were on the date, but I think it was, frankly, I think it was handled pretty well. Nick especially, I think, was, uh, I I, I was worried that he was going to sort of approach it from the angle of, oh, I don't see color. So it's like, is this a predominantly black congregation? I didn't even realize. Uh, he, He straight up said, like, obviously I am not colorblind and... Um, and later Rachel is talking to her family about Nick and sort of his his approach to to dating a black woman, uh, and she says that he basically said that um as long as there are people out there who have a problem with like interracial couples, like then it is a thing that they should also sort of recognize and discuss.
1: Yeah, well both of them are very honest in saying like like neither of us has had a serious relationship with a person of a different race before. Right. Um, but we feel very comfortable talking to each other about it and acknowledging what we like about each other and, and how race does or doesn't play a role in our relationship. Uh, and they were both very just candid with each other and with the family and it went really well. It went
0: really well. Like I, I, I think, I think that particular conversation is hard for, um, um, a show like this and people who participate in a show like this to like nail this idea of walking the line between um oh i don't see color and like either like fetishizing or exploiting it and i i i honestly think and i i'm sure that my i'm sure everybody's like metric is going to be different for stuff like this but like i think this episode did a pretty fucking good job yeah um so, anyway, yes, they go on this date, and afterwards they're they're talking about it and Rachel's like, "Were you uncomfortable in there um and Nick says something like kind of amazing, and I saw some people making fun of him in the Facebook group, but he said, like you know I grew up going to church my whole life, and you know, amen is amen and I was like, that's very that's very eloquent of you, yeah. Nick um." I think it'll be, I don't know if they will uh Ra- Rachel talks about how church is like really important to her. She grew up in the church and she is a religious person and I I don't know if that's going to be a uh, like a a focus in in I think it's too soon to tell
1: like what the focus is going to be for Can I um, can I give you a few cynical interpretations yes, I have? Yes, absolutely. And and this is just this is how Griffin and I differ a little bit. Um I have a few I have a few thoughts. First of all, I have a feeling that the producers may have pushed her yes to put nick in an environment like that yeah and so she i mean obviously i'm not doubting her faith in any way but i am thinking that she may have been pushed to bring him somewhere that would be predominantly african-american
0: i don't know that like i don't I, i i think about like putting myself in the shoes of the the main bachelor or bachelorette having to go and meet all these families and like Um, I'm pretty good with a family. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with a family.
1: That is true.
0: Um, being called out in front of an entire church congregation (laughs) of, of any, of any, uh, predominant race is so terrible. Being, fuck that, being called out in, like, any large group setting of strangers that is, like, large enough, like, fucking makes my, makes my bones dissolve. yeah. And this was, this was so much, a lot of people were like, oh, God, Nick is tapping that thigh right now in this moment. (laughs) It's like, in this moment, I do not blame him, folks. Like, hey, everybody, please turn your attention (laughs) to this date. And he's definitely dating three other women. And let's see what Revelations has to say about that. (laughs) Like, it was, man, it was, this was so much. This was very much.
1: Um... But yeah, I mean, Rachel's family seems incredible. Um, they seemed very similar to Rachel in that they're like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get it out here. Let's have a conversation about what it's going to be like for you, you know, and, and maybe maybe you two feel comfortable with each other and with this challenge, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to deal with other people that may not. Um, and and it, I think, I mean, I think it goes well. You know, I mean, there's this is going to be a challenge for us, this upcoming season of of having a conversation about race in the guise of a show like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, that is so produced, that is so carefully edited yes. to tell a specific kind of story. So we're going to have our interpretation. I think the date went well. I think the date went well. I think I, it I, I, obviously was edited in a way to make it go well because she is the she bachelorette. bachelorette. Yeah. So I,
0: it went really well, which is weird because we were told during the Kimmel bit that. He asked, like he specifically said. So I guess the hometowns didn't go very well. And she said, I think she confirmed it. And it's like it actually went really fucking well. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, she didn't confirm it. She was just like kind of. I guess she was kind of like shrugged it off. Yeah. Um, I. She may not. I mean, we don't know who gets eliminated. She may not get eliminated. She may make it another week. That
0: would be weird, since we know she's not going to win. I know. Um. Anyway, so uh, specifics about the date. She. um, Oh God! The funniest. The funniest. The funniest sentence that was said out loud was her, uh, older sister yeah. is married to a white man, and he said, uh, so let's just, uh, you know, be frank and talk about it, you are a white. <laughs> the phrasing there was so, like, uh, un- un- unbelievable, and everybody, like, laughed it off, like, it was, like, a, I think kind of like a No, awkward,
1: he said, I can't help but notice. I can't help
0: but notice, you are a white. Um... <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the other thing that happens is um, Nick talks to his mom for a while, and his mom or Nick talks to Rachel's mom, and her mom's asked if there are any red flags. And he says, He does
0: the job interview thing. Of yeah. Like, is it a red flag that I'm so into her and she's too perfect?
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know that, that she's not, you know, flawless, um, but. You know we communicate so well, and Rachel's mom's like, well, she has kind of a big personality, and he's like, well, I like her big personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he never actually says any concerns he has about their relationship. Um, and then the date is over, yeah. and Rachel doesn't say that she's in love with him. Um, has
0: she said it? We at the end of the episode, no. we we're trying to take an inventory of like who said it or not.
1: I think Vanessa did last week, mm-hmm. and Corinne's
0: response was not. Great. Corinne
1: does this week, right? and raven
0: accidentally said it a while ago
1: yeah but it, it was just like i love yeah. this about you or one of the things i love about you
0: um and yes, rachel doesn't say it no
1: um and then so we've just had two um two very emotional like well put together dates of people of great maturity and now we're going to miami with corinne
0: before we do that um can i steal you away yeah I I feel like when I am the one that leads us into the, the Jumbotron breaks, like, you're the one that has to give me that home-frequency Oh,
1: shoot. Um, okay. you want to do it again? Yeah, sure. Can I steal your wing? Bow, 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 bow. That was really good, babe. Thank you. Yeah.
0: We had some friends over yesterday who, when we were talking about the podcast, and they're like, so when are you going to get music for that part? <laughs> they're like, what do you, I don't understand, I guess I don't understand, like, the question. <laughs> We had some people in the comments of the last episode. They're like, "I'm tired of the Tim Allen." Ugh.
1: And then they they were met with the response. They were of met with so many great people who were
0: like, "What the fuck are you talking?" So many
1: about? great Tim Allen YouTubes. Yeah. Uh, what was the? Was it the genuine?
0: Oh my god, genuine pony with Tim Allen's... Um, ugh.
1: that was I had never seen that before. That's inspired.
0: Um, I hadn't seen the music video before. Very suggestive, genuine. You know, like very like erotically charged i got a Jumbotron spot. If you want to get a message on the show, you can go to maximumfund.org slash Jumbotron and find out all the info on on how to get a show on. It's really a a, a message on. It's really easy. Whoops. (laughs) Mixed up some words, didn't I? This one is for Lauren, and it's from Robert, who says, Hi, Bunny. You are the best wife anyone could ask for. Not a minute goes by where I don't think of you. Thank you for being so sweet, kind, loving, and always being there to goof around with. Here's to many, many more years of being rose buddies. Love you always, Robert. How sweet! That's it's very, really it's very, sweet. S- very straightforward. I feel like each show um, that I participate in has a sort of a um, like a formula for these jumbo charm messages. Like for Adventure Zone, it's a lot of like D and D groups like thanking their dungeon masters for like leading them through a story, and in this one, it's just like, hey. Straight up, I love real talk, you. I love you very much.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I read the next one?
0: As soon as I find it. Here's one. Super. I got 6% on that phone, so you better hurry.
1: Okay, this message is for Charlie. This is from Ryan. Dear Charlie, I am taking a break from feeding our cool baby just to let you know that I love you. You are a great mom and wife, and I am lucky to have you in my life. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's nice.
0: Um, what I also like about this is I have to take a break from fe- Hey, baby, you stay there for one second, and you we're going to take a break from eating while I send a very important email, while I make <laughs> a very important advertising purchase. Baby, this is also very exciting. In addition to the Jumbotron Spots, we have a sponsor this week.
1: We have an actual sponsor. We have our first
0: sponsor, and it is Blue Apron. Uh, and Blue Apron, they've sent some copy here. Look what I'm telling. Tell the audience what I'm doing.
1: He's throwing it away.
0: Don't need the phone. Don't need to read copy points off of a... Well, there might be a link. Hold on. I need the link.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a code.
0: There's probably a code. Um, we, we've we used Blue Apron for like a year now. And it's like fucking awesome. And I cannot imagine our lives without it. Um, Basically for 10 bucks per person per meal... Um, They send you all the ingredients that you need to make uh, uh, some really, really tasty stuff. You
1: should let me talk about it, because you talk about it all the time. Yeah, you should talk about it. Go ahead. Uh, So things I love about Blue Apron. Um, You get produce you wouldn't normally get. Like, I had never bought a tomatillo before. Uh, I had never bought uh, the kind of fish that is called barramundi.
0: Didn't even know that fish existed. Did not know. There are grains so ancient, they are forbidden. (laughs) You will not um, find them at Whole Foods because they are too ancient for Whole Foods. I'm talking about Pharaoh. The other and, thing... Oh, go ahead.
1: I'm still going. Please. The other things that I like about it, uh, when we had the baby, we knew for that month we were not going to be able to cook meals, so we just put it on hold. You said, don't send us any, please. Didn't have to like cancel any kind of membership. Just said, hey, let's take this month off. Mm. Uh, also, I will say... Um, Our baby has a variety of allergies that mean that I have to eat differently. And so Griffin can get in there week to week and pick out meals that are more likely to work with my dietary needs.
0: Yeah, they have a few meals that you can choose from uh, to get sent. And you can sort of also base it around your own dietary needs or whether you're vegetarian or vegan or whatever. You can can pick and choose around it. And the food is so good. Here are some of the upcoming meals. They have things like... Uh, cashew chicken stir fry with tango, mandarins, and jasmine rice, roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad, crispy beramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad, udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs, a lot of really, really good stuff. Now, good news, you can check out this, this week's menu, and you can get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rose. That is the hyperlink, and we have secured Rose. Thank you, Blue Apron, for this gift. Um, it's seriously amazing. We—I uh, feel like I'm always very enthusiastic, which I'm worried makes me sound like a shill. But like, I learned how to fucking cook Blue Apron, and it feeds me like several times a week, and it is like, I think just the absolute best stuff. So, and it's
1: a great thing to do when you're watching The Bachelor.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, again, it's blueapron.com/rose. Let's get back into it.
1: Okay. And welcome to Podphone. What type of podcast are you looking for? You have chosen Funny Podcasts About Bad Movies. Rated R. May we recommend The Flophouse. Three friends talk about bad movies and make each other and you laugh. Rated R. The Flophouse is playing at your ears.
0: If you download it right now or whenever.
1: Rated R to purchase tickets to The Flophouse. You don't need to do that. Just download it. The Flophouse, rated R for nudity, I guess.
0: Miami. Welcome. She actually, the corn says, welcome to Miami. And I I just, I broke into the Will Smith song in my head. You know that one? Hey, were you down with Big Willie Style? Or like, what's your even like, what was your Will Smith era? Because I know we have some differences in terms of like the generational... Drop my
1: phone. Generational.
0: Okay, not generational, but that's a little excessive. Half, you know, a few years divide, and so like for you, I don't know, maybe its parents don't just don't understand, but for me it was Big Willie style.
1: What are you asking? What's your Will
0: Smith (laughs) era? What's your favorite Smith?
1: Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, Fresh Prince is really where I got to know him.
0: That's where we all got to know him. But I think that music And then speaking, Men
1: in Black is probably right. where I really, like, grew to love him.
0: Okay, so you got on the ground floor of the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Did you enjoy his music back then? Were you, like, parents just don't understand in summer ta- summertime?
1: I mean, I probably I enjoyed his music, but I didn't seek it out. Yeah, I didn't sure. own any it. You didn't of like, it.
0: like, sort of the feel-good, like, no-cuss, no-cuss, like, vibe? Um I liked it, I liked I liked his no cuss vibe. Because I it's it's hard to hear that stuff in music. Like it Like it's challenging to hear it. The cussing.
1: I, I didn't. I didn't really think about that part very much.
0: It's just I like. I like to see some of these hip hop artists write one verse without a curse. That's a Will Smith quote um, from one of his songs. <laughs> I
1: really, also liked him in Independence Day.
0: He was very good in Independence Day. Yeah, great. He's great in every. He's great in every movie. So Hancock. Never saw that. I think that song was about Eminem. He was, like, ta- singing about Eminem. And he's like, I'd like to see Eminem write one verse without a curse. Well,
1: you know, Eminem called him out. Oh, did he? Eminem said, Will Smith doesn't have to cuss in his records. Well, I do. So, F him and F you, too. Well,
0: I feel like that's... I feel like there's bit element of truth to that, don't you think? Like, Eminem hates cussing so much, because we all do. Like, I cut... Ca- yeah, hi, folks. This is Griffin. I cuss on this podcast sometimes. I don't want to, but it's like I know people like expect it and like love it. It's like mm-hmm. my, um, I'm
1: like the Will Smith of this podcast. You're
0: basically the Will Smith because I
1: very podcast. rarely cuss.
0: But when you do it, it's the fucking best thing ever <laughs> in the world. Rachel cusses like once a month. And when she does, it is like I'm shocked. It, it makes me, th- me it makes me jealous because I cuss like I f- I cuss so much. I didn't. We've been doing a lot of interviews for the MBBM uh, um, TV show, which launches this Thursday on CCL. Go check it out. Mm. Um, <laughs> we interviewed with a TV Guide, and reading my quotes, every single one of them is, like, expletive deleted, and it's like, oops, sorry, TV Guide, didn't even realize when I was talking to you, TV Guide interviewer, that I was, like, cussing up a storm, What, what
1: happened to you, Griffin? Where does and that come I, from? Okay,
0: so I swear, in middle... Because your
1: brothers don't do that.
0: I guess not, but, like, in middle school, I started to realize, like, man, I'm cussing a lot, and it's because, like, I hung out with, like, a bunch of kids who just cussed a whole bunch. And I feel like it was t- kind of tough for me to walk it back from, and I wouldn't do it around like the Were fam. you
1: in the like preteen Navy?
0: Yeah, I was in the preteen Navy. I was in the, <laughs> the J, J R O T C. Um, no, I don't know. I just like, I just like, I cussed like a lot during middle school um, <laughs> because like everybody that I was like friends with at my middle school was just like hard, hard cussing folks.
1: And you know, whatever you do in middle school, you have to take with you the rest of your life.
0: I mean, maybe not, but it kind of stuck.
1: Can we spend some time in Miami now? Please, let's go to Miami. I just want to say I love Will Smith's whole ethic. Wouldn't it be great if he was the musical act on their date? Oh, God. It's a shame we didn't get to see that. It's like, what even song? Like, what song even would he do? Or Pitbull? What if it had been Pitbull?
0: I mean, Pitbull was probably playing a concert somewhere nearby. I'm sure if you, like, dialed up the the decibels on, like, one of the scenes where they're out in the open, you could pick up a a Pitbull concert (laughs) happening somewhere.
1: Uh, So, Corinne meets Nick at a, a, quote, exclusive mall in Miami, Um, and they are going to go on a little shopping trip together. Uh, Corinne knows a lot of the Uh, retail workers in this mall on a first name basis Uh, and so she enters the store and nick says it's like christmas for a lot of these uh, individuals and they are they are trying on stuff corinne is telling us that your your dressing room is your holy ground you bring stuff in there you find somebody and you just try everything on and you can you can make decisions in the dressing room uh, she's getting champagne. The
0: dressing room is your holy place. Yeah. She says. Over and over again.
1: Oh, I, I, I wrote down holy ground.
0: Holy ground. Yeah. Mm, well, regardless, it's holy.
1: Uh they're they're drinking champagne, they're trying things on. Nick tries on a sweatshirt that he says costs six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah,
0: well he tries on sweatpants and he's like, Uh Corinne, I'm trying on eight hundred dollars sweatpants, but it's okay because the sweatshirt's only six hundred and fifty dollars.
1: Um and he tells the camera, if Corinne and I end up together, I might have to get a few more jobs. Uh, um, this
0: whole day, like, okay. I feel like we need to talk about Corinne is getting a different edit now. She is no longer getting the villain edit. And no. that, that is the edit that she has been getting. Full stop. Like, you cannot deny that shit. Um, and this, this sequence was so, like, fucking...
1: It was like 80s movie montage. It was like Clueless.
0: Like, it was like, seriously, it was like a like a fun, let's go, like, uh, Robin Sparkles, let's go to the mall, like, come on, we're going clothes shopping, don't like, worry about it, it's...
1: Like dressing room, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's Daddy's Amex, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, straight up movie montage, and it was like, and then they went out to, like, get lunch or something afterwards, and it was, sorry gang, kind of cute, like... It was getting it was a complete tonal shift from this woman is all she does is fight with the other woman in the house and she she has a nanny. How
1: how crazy how privileged is that? Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point in that it could have been edited very differently because so she buys Nick some clothes. At least that's how they make it look. And they spend over $3,000. On just like a shirt and pants. And a nice pea coat, I think. Um, yeah. And not
0: that that makes it like pea should not cost $3,000. Yeah, no.
1: And um, this is in the context of the other women who have had very kind of like emotional, serious dates. Uh, and Vanessa, who's about to have like a very mature date too. Um, and so they could have edited it to make Corinne seem just flat out gross because they're spending all this money, they're going shopping. Corinne's not revealing really any any kind of depth that we didn't already see in her. But instead, they just make it look like they're having a good time. Yeah, they're just having fun,
0: which kind of confirms my suspicion that Corinne's not like an evil person. Like she's done, she's definitely no. done some stuff that's she's, like, been she's, gross. she's she's, she's just privileged, but she's privileged. But like, I th- I think she's just like kind of young and like pretty goofy and also uh, we didn't talk about this um i've also talked about how i i suspect that the women in the house don't hate corn in the way that the tv show wants us to believe that they do um and during jimmy kimmel when uh, rachel came out and announced that she was going to be the bachelorette uh jimmy asks her about corn uh and is like w- was she just miserable to be around and rachel's like i love corn i'm team corn and like everybody around the house liked her too." Yeah, I really don't think she's that bad of a person. She puts her foot in the mouth in her mouth like a, a lot, and um, I think, yeah, I think she, it's fair to say that she is a privileged person. But I also think like the show fucking played that shit up like as much as is humanly possible. See the character of Raquel in like every episode leading up to this one, um, which is I, I don't want to excuse like the the genuinely like yucky stuff that she said and did throughout this the season but like this kind of made it like evident that she's not like an awful like evil person it's just like that is who the show needed her to be and now just like that it's fun like ha, 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 let's yeah. go shopping like yeah. and then the show because we are in like the venerable final 4 she is like a
1: good just a good fun person yeah um she uh so she tells nick on their date that she loves him uh they're out at the restaurant and not she, that
0: she does love him she loves him
1: yeah she does this like really weird pause where she's like um, they're sitting at their at the restaurant table and she's like you know i just i really really fell for you and i dot 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 love you
0: i think i i'm fine with that i'm fine with that i like weird. that i like that better than i do love you i do love you um, i do love you
1: So after they have their meal, it is time to go meet Daddy.
0: Uh, Nick asks, do you call him Dad or Daddy? And she's like, Daddy, of course. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Literally, the next shot is her dad talking to her mom. And it's just like, oh, let's see what Daddy has to think of Nick. And it's like, you can't call yourself that.
1: Yeah, you figure out quickly why Corinne refers to herself in the third person all the time. There's a lot
0: of referring. You learn a lot about why Corinne is the way that she is during this day. There's a lot of referring to yourself in the third person. Um, There's a lot of just eating the biggest, just like wettest olives I've ever seen in my whole life.
1: Uh, Yeah, so it's Corinne's dad, her mom, her sister, and you guessed it, Raquel, her adult nanny. Uh, and this is very clearly just like a chance for Corinne to be like, "This is totally normal. This is this is totally normal." That this woman is my nanny, and so the family addresses it very quickly at the top because Corinne says the women think it's weird that I have an adult nanny. I,
0: I, I'm so torn because, like, I don't know. I don't know how I. I don't know how I feel. There's a lot of unknowns, right?
1: Well, so here's here's what the mom says. So The mom says, well, Raquel's part of our family. She's been with us for 17 years. She's like a second mom to you guys, which is what I thought. Okay, well, maybe this is a woman that has actually helped raise them. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's a nanny. That's what nannies do. That's why you the hire a nanny. The weird thing is that
1: is she is still doing things for Corinne that Corinne clearly does not need help well, doing.
0: Well, I mean, at this point, I think they still use the short hand terminology no
1: this woman is still making her bed that is that is the issue I
0: mean that's what like um that's I think that's what a live in I don't know what the right terminology is it is a very intimate very sweet relationship that Raquel has yeah, with this with this family. Yes, Nick. Uh, Corinne goes off to have a conversation with her dad, which we'll talk about. Nick, the first person he has a conversation with that we see is Raquel, and Raquel talks about how she loves Corinne and she grew up raising Corinne and she's very very protective of Corinne, and it, w- it was really sweet. Like it was it was. It didn't feel inauthentic in any way. She says, I treat Corinne like I treat one of my own children.
1: I guess the issue more is not that Corinne has somebody that is providing her with this help, but that everything about Corinne suggests that she, uh, she is immature and that this is just another example of her not doing things that most adults do. Right. So it's less about Raquel and the fact that she has an adult nanny and more like this is symptomatic of her making choices that reflect that she is behaving a little bit younger than than you would hope for. I,
0: I just feel like I, I feel like this show has been like gross about Raquel, not in the show has been gross about Raquel because it treated Raquel as a character trait of corns, which is. She has an adult nanny. There's that whole fucking thing about how she has a new nanny now at wherever they were at St. Saint, Saint Thomas's place, St. Elmo's <laughs> Fire. Um, she's got a new nanny now. And oh, my old nanny's gonna be jealous. It's like, oh, that's not how any of that works. But like the whole time Raquel was treated as this like character deficiency of Corinne's. Like Raquel was this like living embodiment of Corinne's yeah, entitlement. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and i feel like a lot of people kind of ran with that like in the viewership of the show and she kind of became a running joke and like we've said this in past episodes it's not like this is a real person there's a real person who like um has got has has been sort of uh treated as a prop by this show which sucks um and it's it's kind of hard to divorce divorce like how this show has treated her with the fact that like she's a real person and she's like she seems so fucking yeah, sweet and they, and, and
1: they all love each other and they and, all seem to really yeah.
0: love each other like a lot i don't i don't i don't know i
1: we do get a scene though i mean there's something to be said for saying that someone you've hired to take care of you is like family and then still letting them clean up after you yeah when you all eat dinner together which is what we see on the show which is a little uncomfortable to yeah, watch sure um, but, okay, anyway, let's talk about Corinne and her dad.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there. I, her dad does make everybody eat olives, because they are a a—I a, don't know why I didn't piece this together. Olympios, I think, is their last name? Yeah, like, Greek. They, a fiercely Greek family, uh, as evidenced by the fact that her dad was like, eat these fucking olives. He, like,
1: marinates his own he olives. marinates his
0: own olives, and you will eat them, and you will love them.
1: Yeah. They do this thing— I would have
0: left. I would have been like— and if Griffin
1: and I do not like olives, it would have been awful. Especially not like these
0: big fucking plump-ass eyeball-ass olives that they had them snacking on. These fucking little honeydew melon-sized olives. No thank you.
1: They do this thing in hometowns where everybody has to go off into separate rooms and talk to their family members. And it's supposed to give us a chance, I guess, to see how they're all really taking in what is happening. And they do this thing where people always have to go into bedrooms and sit on beds to talk. And it always feels weird to me, but it felt especially weird when Corinne and her dad both get in bed together to talk about... I mean,
0: not under the covers. Yes, I agree with you, but... Yeah. But it it's weird.
1: weird. It's weird. They're like laying in bed talking about Nick. And her dad
0: <laughs> is so concerned about is Nick gonna be able to provide for you? Are you comfortable with being the breadwinner for this family when Nick is the quote stay at home mom in Ooh, a relationship? Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Um and Corinne basically says, like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with being the the sole provider for this for this unit. I would enjoy that. Um there's a there's a lot th- in this date and in the date with Vanessa's family there's a lot of talk about like Nick's future and it's like
1: yeah the dad's kind of dad out a little bit
0: the dad's dad out but there's also like as me Griffin the the like longtime fan of this franchise I can say like we have like 25 pretty solid um empirical evidential examples of what his future is going to be and it's it's going to be like he bases a career off being on this television show yeah. which is like i'm i'm not saying that to be crass it's like you were on a gigantic monolithic disney owned television show for a while like it's a pretty good setup um like we we have an idea of like what his life is going to be like after the show. Maybe yeah. he might write a book. and may do okay. Otherwise, he's going to like sell things on Instagram and be successful there. Yeah. Um. Or maybe he'll be on more episodes of this show and get some money there. Maybe he'll host an after show for this show. Mm-hmm. But like he's a media personality now, and there's like I don't know. It's weird to me this conversation of like, well Nick's not going to do anything after this. Like he'll do something. He was on and a what major I think television. Is interesting.
1: Show. Is that so? Corinne is a business owner, a business...
0: It's not clear. I
1: don't know. But anyway, that's what's weird to me is that she could be promoting the hell out of her business and, you know, quote, be on it for the wrong reasons, but it could be good for her her brand or whatever.
0: Let's figure this out right now. And we've she been,
1: hasn't ever talked about what she does. We've
0: been going so long this episode, and that's a shame because I'm so tired. What do you think Karin does? Let's lock this shit down right now.
1: I mean, I think we could find out if we Googled. I'm pretty sure no the information's no out there. Um, oh. olive, do you think it's
0: olives? Do you think it's an olive-based sort of... No. And what if it's all of you, and it's... it's come on. <laughs> What if it's, uh, 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 there's, okay, so it's two things. Olive, there's olive branch, and that is that they sell the olives, right? But then they take the leftover brine and then they turn it into cosmetics and lotions and the fancy oils for the skin. And that's all of you. And then that's how you get that fucking under the Tuscan sun, just like Greek, that fucking Gatsopolis skin. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I mean, I like that. I love that. I think that. that's sexy. I love that. and it lends itself to instagram sexy uh but i will i think it's more like i don't know more focused on like machinery parts for a wholesale farm equipment (laughs) like nothing particularly like yeah exotic have you seen the machine they use
0: to harvest olives off an olive tree
1: no google tell, that shit tell immediately me about
0: it. it's like a fucking um it like rolls up to the olive tree and these two arms come out and like grab the olive tree and then it basically an upside down like an inverted umbrella like unwraps and then these two arms just shake the shit out of the olive tree and all the olives fall out into the umbrella which How do you like know about it. this? i've seen pictures it's like fucking really cool huh it's Neat. really cool. Neat. Maybe they do that. Maybe maybe, maybe that's their... We're being a little racist, I guess? Assuming that <laughs> this Greek
1: family company... He does present spilled... olives He's very olive he obsessed. I don't know what to say. It's not like we just said, oh, they're Greek. They must like olives. They literally no, eat olives with the, with that the, he made with on the With the, the show.
0: pride of a person who harvested, who grew and nurtured and loved these olives.
1: He also presents um, 15-year single malt scotch. With big ice cubes yeah that's kind of weird I'm not
0: like a scotch I'm not even like a heavy liquor dude but I know like that's not right
1: (laughs) Uh, and so Corinne's dad asked Nick the same thing he asked Corinne which is basically like are you going to be able to provide for my daughter but before Nick really answers he says because Corinne believes that you can and Nick's like well I'm glad to hear her say that (laughs) And that's kind of how it ends. He doesn't really ever confirm yeah. or deny. Um, and so then he asked the question that he asked all the dads, which is, if Corinne's into this and we want to get engaged, could you support it? Um, and the dad says, you know, if um, if I know Corinne is happy, that's good enough for me. Um, and if you can be happy with her. And uh, that, that's about it. Yeah, She... Corinne's dad does tell us, the viewer, that she, he thinks that Corinne is the lid to Nick's pot, which I couldn't decide as a feminist woman how I felt about <laughs> that, but I mean, it seemed like a sweet, a sweet thought.
0: I don't know, I've seen so many fucking commercials for Beauty and the Beast watching this show that I thought of it like, I'm Mr. Lidsworth, and I'm Mrs., <laughs> well, Mrs. Potts is actually a character yeah, in the show. Is, um. And that's the end of their date. That's the end of their date. And Let's move on to the final date with now Vanessa.
1: We're going to Montreal. That's not it. They go to Montreal. Yeah, but you hit that T, like they say the T. M- Montreal.
0: You, you barely hit that T. You tickled that T.
1: I think I think my pronunciation is We need
0: our Bachelor Canada friends. To get in here. By the way, speaking of Bachelor Canada friends, Jasmine posted the most wonderful video most wonderful knees. instagram of her and uh Kev, her, kevin kyle kyle no kevin, kevin. no
1: kevin <laughs> sorry we uh, wanted it to be kyle no it's kevin i <laughs> wanted,
0: i like kevin uh her and kevin on a helicopter and just a bunch of just knees just yeah. a bunch of big she said old this is knees. for
1: my rose buddies
0: they know exactly Here what our we knees. need what we need is those canadian knees mm. they go to Montreal. um they go to montreal and uh
1: and a lot of y'all forgot
0: about Vanessa, and she shows up with some fucking heat.
1: She does. Uh, so she reminds us that she is a teacher, and we are going with Nick to meet her students. Uh, she
0: was a special needs teacher. She talks about how she is a teacher of adult special needs students who are all uh, over twenty-one. Yeah, um, and they surprise her with like a big, um, a, a big greeting. Um, in yeah, in the they're all standing school. out in the
1: hallway and they're all holding roses. And every
0: immediately, everybody's crying, like yeah. everybody, and everybody's
1: crying. Yeah, she she has a lot of big fans at that school. And she flipped, they go to a classroom and
0: uh, she takes all of her students and she flips into the most hardcore teacher mode. Yeah. Like, it is literally like she was bitten by a teacher and then a full moon came about <laughs> and she was just like, Okay, so we are going to talk about like.
1: Yeah, they're going to make. So if you remember in the first episode, her students made a scrapbook for her to give Nick. Now uh, they're going to make a scrapbook of her and Nick's adventures together. uh, And she uses it as an opportunity, like a teaching moment for them. Um, And it's just it's really nice. She seems it's like really a really sweet. good teacher. It seems like she's got a really good rapport with her students. Do you want to point out
0: that they make a little um tableau of their zero g flight date, and Nick leads off with saying like so basically they um fly us right up next to outer space, and that's what makes the zero gravity and I wanted to be like, but you know that's not how the, <laughs> they like fly in like a specific like parabolic arc that makes you like free fall and it's not your are in outer i mean fly this plane to outer space like if they could do that nasa would just do that you get that right nicholas
1: (laughs) um nick hits it off particularly with kevin which is one of vanessa's students uh kevin does tell nick that he is lucky (laughs) to be with vanessa yeah uh, which we all kind of feel. <laughs> yeah,
0: we all, I don't think there's a person alive that doesn't agree with, uh, Kevin's analysis. I, I, I feel like this, it was all very, like, it was really sweet, and it was really, I think it, um, would have been easy to come off, like, really exploitative, and I really don't, I, 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 really feel like it was, um, I feel like it was super sweet, and it was like, uh, just like Vanessa saying, like, this is what, this is what my day-to-day is like, these are the people who are really important to me, and these are the, like, people who I see every single day, and, like um
1: yeah no it's not like there's like a lot of high fives and a lot of like aren't you just the best like it's it's just people but it, i i i wouldn't trust this show
0: if you had told me that like they were going to go on a date and we were going to meet her the, yeah. the students in her her uh, special needs like class i wouldn't have trusted this show with that like experience right and but like it not only was it um really sweet it also like i feel like i learned a lot more about vanessa and we don't get that from like hometowns where it's like i want to show you my football field high school football field where i threw all my touchdowns um well
1: it says something to the quality of the women
0: the women are just so fucking good guys
1: yeah uh so after they go to the classroom vanessa says we're gonna first go to my mom um and her side of the family, and then to my dad's side, uh, because her parents are divorced. And so they go to her mom's first. And there are quote, and this is Vanessa saying this 15 loud Italians, which include uh, some of her friends, her grandparents, uh, some of the kids of her siblings, her aunts there, her moms there. It is a big old group.
0: The choice of music that the Bachelor makes, by the way, for this scene—I no, didn't even notice. Oh my god! Is it like if, they, if there had been like a fucking scene in like the Rescue Rangers cartoon where they break into like a a. A pizzeria, like that, straight up, like really hitting that, that hitting that concertina, like full, full bore, like that is that is basically. I didn't what even we're notice. Doing. I
1: was looking more at the food on the table, which was all very like pasta really, oriented. Really good, yeah, uh, and some of Vanessa's family members actually like her grandparents actually speak Italian. Like this is this is no joke. Italian family. Um, and, uh, they have a lot of conversations in, on a mint green couch, uh, with, uh, the I different... would have said pistachio. Mm, pistachio. That's good. I think more of a mint. Okay. I would say mint. Well, I agree to
0: disagree. We don't have to have a fight about everything. <laughs> uh. Um,
1: uh, so Nick has a conversation with Vanessa's mom and I really love this. Cause this happens a lot with the bachelor, uh, Vanessa's mom's like what did you like about Vanessa and Nick just thinking he's the cutest thing ever says when she got out of the limo I liked her right away and her mom is like no no <laughs> Vanessa has a it's lot to offer
0: insufficient the the ton- The tenor of the conversation basically for this entire date was you do not deserve our angel yeah, like, Daughter. I
1: know she's attractive. Everybody's gonna say she's attractive. Nick, I don't need to hear that. I need to hear why you appreciate the fact that she is an exceptional woman. <laughs> it was I, really I, love, good. I
0: love when families are like, yes, of course, our family member who you are trying to court is a per- a perfect human being. The perfect human being. Uh, what are you doing here, you clown? Like, I, every <laughs> yeah. single person was like, I just feel like you're gonna destroy you're going to destroy her perfect record of being a perfect human being.
1: Yeah, her sister also kind of leans into Nick and says, hey, you guys live in two literal different countries. Have you talked about what's going to happen next? And Nick's like, well, not yet. And her sister's like, well, you better get there. Um, Vanessa's somebody who puts her happiness aside for relationships, and I'm scared for her. Uh, And Nick, um, Nick understands, like, this is a big deal. Uh, because they are really leaning into him on it, and there's a lot of a like, there's a lot of alluding to Vanessa's horrible breakup, whatever it was before this show. I, I don't
0: remember. They probably talked about it at some point. I just don't I don't remember.
1: know. But her whole family acts as if they really had to put her back together after that was over, yeah. and they like are not looking forward to having to do that again if Nick doesn't follow through. Yeah. Uh, we also get some scenes with what I guess is her brother?
0: I wasn't 100% sure. He, there was a huge family, and they introduced all of the family in like four seconds, so I don't exactly remember.
1: The brother has As a well, lot of look. Um, it's a cool look. It's it's worth It's the kind of look out. I wish
0: I could have pulled off when I was his age.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there is a gold chain involved. Good luck. Um And... Yeah, one thing that um, Vanessa's sister says to her, which I think is very wise is do you know what Nick is planning on doing after this? And I thought that is a really clever way of asking that question I mean, of like, like what happens after the show? How is Nick going to leverage this experience to go on to his professional life? Like, which, that's again, a r- real also, question. It's a
0: real question. But I also think we know the answer to that because you can look at so many other like people who have done it. Like, it would, can, can you imagine how wild it would be if it was just like, and here's my real estate, my realtor who sold me my house. It's Nick from The Bachelor. Remember him? (laughs) Who is your... Our waiter looks so familiar tonight. It's Nick from The Bachelor. Like, he's gonna keep doing Bachelor stuff. Yeah, but
1: there's something about hearing him say it, like really copping to it, of like, uh, oh, I'm just gonna leverage this to sell energy drinks. (laughs) Which just like
0: no no shade. I don't I I don't think there's any shame in that. No it's shade,
1: like, but it it's takes, what you do. You're a media personality. It takes some point. courage to just be honest that that is what you're planning on doing. Yeah, especially if you are getting ready to get engaged to somebody who teaches adults with special needs, like does a very yeah. like noble heroic thing, and you're saying I'm going to use my Instagram account to sell products. Yeah, there's just there's a difference between no, those that's two the path careers chosen. Yes, yeah. Uh, so those are the dates.
0: Oh, and then we also go talk to her dad.
1: Oh, yeah, the dad. Okay, I forgot about the dad. So, we go to talk to, uh, Vanessa's dad, and, um, Vanessa is a little apprehensive about this. Yeah,
0: so this, this was the opposite of, uh, her mom's side of the family, who is, like, this huge Italian family. This was just her dad and, I guess, stepmom? Um, and... Uh, really all we, we, most, most of the time we have here is spent with Nick asking for her father's permission. Uh, and holy shit, does it not go great?
1: Yeah, he, so Nick asks and the dad is hesitant and then also makes nick relive the multiple times that he has already done this with other people's fathers
0: yeah like he is the the several times like whenever they're talking about like their relationship uh vanessa's dad is just like but you said this to everybody else right like you said you've said this to three other dads in the last like couple oh, weeks and nick
1: tries to hedge she's like yeah in, in a way i mean i ran it by them and he's like it's a yes or no question did?
0: ran it by them <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I we brought it up we put it up we decided to table the conversation ultimately but uh
1: and so the dad asks what his blessing would mean and and like if Nick were to have kids like what
0: what he would want from like somebody yeah, who was asking for his heavy hand. stuff yeah
1: heavy stuff and and it seems like the dad is not going to give his blessing <laughs> which is like okay I get it and Nick seemed to get it and then all of a sudden he's the dad out of nowhere is like so well, I, I do give my blood i give I you, you my give blessing it. <laughs> which it was like wait what what happened here yeah,
0: you just want to like put the put the irons to him for a little or
1: like that. end the conversation yeah just like get out
0: uh yeah so it goes okay with vanessa's family i would say like it is definitely the coolest reception that he receives from from all of the 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 hometown families um and then we get a cut of him back in new york uh And all of the women sort of returning and sort of giving their spiels Raven saying, she's "Oh,
1: wait, before." Oh boy! Before we get there, though. Oops. Vanessa gets upset because Vanessa realizes that Nick has asked yes. all the dads for blessings.
0: Which, like, this is another thing that I'm like, Vanessa. Yeah,
1: we were like, "Haven't you seen the show before? Seen any season of this show before?"
0: Of course, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go back to New York, and the women all show up, and everybody's having their own, like, recapping their own sort of experience. Raven's nervous because she didn't say, I love you.
1: So is Rachel. Uh, Vanessa so is, Rachel. is is starting to get upset because she has put all her feelings out there and has gotten nothing back yet from Nick. So yeah. there's a lot of angst.
0: Uh, and then, so we see Vanessa, like, walking into the hotel, and we think, like, she's about to go have a confrontation with Nick. Because we see like some some legs walking towards a door, and then a knock on the door. Nick answers it, and it's Andy who gives him a like a chilly "Hello, Nick!" like a full blown Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld "Hello, Newman," and then cut to black. Andy, okay, Andy was the Bachelorette like three or four Bachelorettes ago, and that was the first season. Nick, was
1: yeah, the on. first one to reject Nick,
0: uh, and Nick was her runner up. And she ended up going with Josh, who you may remember from Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, it He's, did not work out. You no, know, because he sucks. Um, and
1: so I don't and know. And then during the
0: after the final rose for Andy's season, that is when Nick uh, outed that they had had sex, and she didn't pick him. And how how dare she make love to him and not end up marrying him? And it was really gross and shitty.
1: Uh, and now so, she is. yeah, so I don't know if we're supposed to, I mean, maybe we're supposed to think that she like, wants to re- reconcile or resolve some kind of feelings. But I'm really thinking it's another one of the old bachelor like, hey, good luck out there. Here's some advice from my experience that I want to impart to you. That's what I'm expecting.
0: Yeah, no, it's like a, it's like a twist that plays well on paper. It is like a we need something for. The end of the hometowns episode. What if we got Andy to show up? Hey, Andy, will you be in our show? She's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't really know what I'm going to say. I really think it's going to be like before the first commercial break, like it will be resolved. Yeah. And it'll be Andy saying like, you know, I'm sorry about how things turned out, but uh, I, I really want the best. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the preview for next week made it seem like their conversation was very chilly. I i am. It'd be cool <laughs> if that's how it actually turned out, because like, I do think the way that it broke down and that after the final rose was like fucking super shitty. Um, but I'm pretty certain it will be like, you know. I just want. I think it's time for you to find love. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and then we get a lot of, um, a lot of previews of him out in the snow in a suit,
0: kneeling with his in a prayer, his, a prayer pose, and his face is very wet. Yeah, my prediction. I think I gotta believe Rachel goes home. This like I can't imagine them taking Rachel to like final three, and we know that she's not going to win it. Like that's wild
1: yeah I mean, or it could be Corinne and Rachel gets one more week, Man. two more
0: weeks maybe because we don't know how like the Rose ceremonies are gonna yeah break down. I don't know, I don't know, um, but I'm pretty sure final two I don't know I, I, I don't know if Korn's gonna make it. it would be pretty um pretty pretty unexpected if she makes it to the final no, two. no, it
1: but seems like it has to be Vanessa and Raven they're
0: both just doing so good, um so yeah that was hometowns just a really good epi- as evidenced by the fact that we've gone so long
1: yeah there's a lot about to there's to just talk a lot about. to
0: talk about and like all of the dates were like um there was a lot of like there were a lot of really genuine moments there was like a lot of development for all of like the contestants still left on the show I feel like it was a pretty good episode for Nick um uh there was a lot of you know the the tried and true sort of like um gotta get gotta get daddy's permission yeah um but uh like i i really feel like it was a really good episode like i don't know if 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 this whole season had been as like genuine as this i don't think i would have had as big a problem as i did with sort of the the mid-section of it yeah um but yeah it was really good and now i'm really interested to see where it goes like i'm interested in how it's gonna wrap up now um that's it right yeah Thank you to everybody who um, is on the Facebook group, and go and join the Rose Buddies Facebook group. It's a real fun place to be. I'm like so tired that I'm actually having trouble <laughs> forming <laughs> words. Thank you to Ariel who actually is um, watching Henry right now because he woke up. Thank you, ex- uh, executive producer Ariel. We will make sure you get your IMDb credit for this one.
1: Uh, we haven't been to the PO box in a little while, so if you send us something, don't don't fret. Please, please don't be upset at us. We're probably still sitting there.
0: It's a lot. It's I just, uh,
1: I am going back to work this week. You're just
0: going back to work this week? It's going to be weird that like we're not going to be in the same house that we've been in for three months together. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yes, that is the episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the shows there. They're really great. Um, uh, Mabim Bam, the podcast I do, we have a TV show that comes out on Thursday uh, on CISO. You go to CISO.com. Um, or go to CISO's YouTube page. You can watch one of the episodes for free. I'm really happy with
1: it. And, um, I may or may not be in a very, very in a, in short moment as a pregnant woman. It's a bummer. You had so many, you had, you had some good
0: stuff in that Griffin scene. was a big fan of my acting you really ability.
1: Good. I did not make very much time on the show.
0: Hey, that wasn't my fault. Don't blame me. You know, sh- Who should I blame? Ho- I don't know, Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, right? Like, what do they even do out there? <laughs> I hear a lot of people talking about Chipotle, and it's like, Hollywood? What do you even do out there? You know?
1: Uh-huh.
0: A lot of people talking about Jamba Juice, and it's like, the left coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what even is a Jamba Juice? So. The,
1: those, those Celebutants.
0: Celebutants, like, who? Paris Hilton? Paris. Paris Hilton. Huh? it's like 1999 yeah it's like i hear a lot of people (laughs) talking about nicole ritchie these days and i'm like lionel's kid
1: (laughs) (laughs) my buddy Lionel. lionel's kid we're talking about lionel's kid it's like holly weird shield grown up
0: now yeah it's like a lot of people are like all talking about brooke Shields, and it's like (laughs) wow (laughs) holly weird so anyway beverly hills so i guess you know what i mean I'm
1: just waiting for you to finish the show. I can
0: keep going <laughs> on this Hollywood rant for a while.
1: I want to go to bed.
0: Uh, me too. It's very late. Anyway, thanks for listening to Rose Buddies. I'm Griffin McElroy.
1: I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready.
0: Rose, stay with us on
1: this journey of joy.
0: Spoiler alert! She is up with Soulja Boy. Right Reasons. Right Reasons.
1: I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host the weekly comedy podcast, One Bad Mother. We celebrate our moments of parenting genius. As well as our failures. Just like, we're going to have hot dogs. And I'm like, no, we're having fun. Everybody loves hot dogs. Yeah. And it just like smashes that thing right on my chest. And then I'm just crying in the middle of like kid's space while people are like literally dancing with their children. Parenting can be sad and painfully funny at the same time. So join us each week as we admit that this is hard, but we're getting really good at it. Find us at Max. MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.